Welcome back to Onto the Ball. Jesus wept. Liverpool, FSG, what are you doing to me? Ah, oh, Blue Monday. It is now Moises Caicedo, Friday morning, joining Liverpool, only to be gazumped by Chelsea, it would seem, a mere six, seven, eight hours later. We revert back to Romeo Lavia. Now, he's opted to join Chelsea as well. I cannot believe what is going on. I literally cannot believe what is going on. Travis, Neil, <laughs> thanks for joining me and this impromptu quick quickly set up stream what is going on you two the glazers make fsg <laughs> like, if you want the glazers out try having fsg as owners neil stan Kroenke. him in the last two or three years has absolutely made your life in all arsenal fans we're stuck with FSG for a long, long time. I literally can't believe this is happening. What on earth is going on? Is it not enough that Caicedo has opted to join Chelsea, now Lavia? And I don't blame him. Do you know what I mean? I do not blame him. We've obviously looked elsewhere at another player paying twice the amount that Southampton were asking for Lavia. He must have been sat there thinking, where does this leave me? I'm in limbo. Chelsea have obviously scooped up Caicedo and they're like, don't worry, pal. We'll have you as well. Don't even worry about Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool and casting their eye elsewhere at Bigger and Better, making you feel like Caicedo off Wish.com. We'll scoop you. We'll give you 200k a week. I bet Liverpool are only offering him 80k a week. And now this is it. Honestly, there's a part of me that wanted this to happen because we're so far in the mud. The fan base are going to riot. Where do we go from here? Frankie De Jong has seen someone saying throw in a ninety million pound bid. He's not going to want to come. Jesus Christ! He's already written off Man United, staying at Barca. Chuameni, he's already said I don't want to leave Real Madrid. Amrabat is going to Man United. I don't even want to hijack Amrabat's move to to Man United. I don't want the guy. Um, he's he's a bit too old for the kind of scope of play that I like. Ah, oh, go on then. Tell me something. Rub it in my face even more. Because I am literally lost for words and I'm absolutely fuming, raging. I need FSG out of my club. Get out of my club. Oh, I tell you Travis, what, that was a, that was a juicy two-minute 50 rant. I tell you, I didn't know when he was going to stop. Thanks for inviting <laughs> me on, Scotty, because this is, you know, you don't go outside when uh, the sun's shining. It's when it's raining, you need to log into the poddies. And I know you're hurting. And uh, <laughs> anyone tuning in can probably hear that from that two-minute 50. <laughs> But honestly, Trav messaged me today and he said, please look at your WhatsApp. And I thought he was going to tell me his missus was pregnant, but it was better than that. It was better than that. It was better than a little baby on the way. Lavia was going and you couldn't write it. Like you say, it's uh, it's embarrassing beyond belief. I mean, if you go back to 2016, the 40 million and one pound, the very famous 40 million and one pound for Suarez that Arsenal put in and everybody thought this is embarrassing. But this has topped that in tenfold. Um, the Caicedo one, £110 million bid. Everybody must have thought, wow, Liverpool. That wasn't their... real. I know, but it? everybody must have thought they've been doing their groundwork for a long time. Uh, they've really got this deal over the line. They knew what they were doing. They've been in the background. They've been negotiating. That's why they didn't you know, give him to Arsenal for 75. That's why Chelsea have been failing. Within, like you said, I don't even think it was eight hours. It was... It was a 
what do you call it, a false flag. It was just it a... was by, by lunchtime. I was chowing down yeah. on my chicken and avocado sandwich and it started filtering through. He doesn't want to join Liverpool. He's not interested. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, how do I how do I delete this voice note to Neil and Trav at 7.30 a.m. <laughs> when I was singing and dancing, Honestly, driving to work? You've never been so uh, excited and down in such a short space of time. It's a strange one because, like you said, I think it's. I think I don't even think it was a bid. I think it was okay. Let's placate the fans. Let's look like we're moving like big players, um, but kind of no one in the back of their mind probably spoke to his agent. He's already he's already agreed to go at Chelsea, but it, this might make us look like we've got money in the market. But like you say, for Lavia, you don't blame him because he's sitting there thinking, "Well, hang on a second, you know, I'm in limbo here," and really. Liverpool shot themselves in the foot. They've gone for Caicedo, allegedly. They put this £110 million bed in. If they And they were haggling over, what was it, 37 they'd initially put in for Lavia. Then they went to 42. They wouldn't go to 48. So they were almost messing Southampton around as well. Uh, and they've ended up with nobody. You know, they're just sitting there cap in hand. And they're probably going to get, you know, either somebody on loan or, you know, some injury-prone midfielder from somewhere. Uh, it's 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 a debacle. It's yeah, yeah you, you could tell from the game. I, I know you both watched the game yesterday. They need something in midfield, and um, yeah, they're, they're all at sea now. Anyone else? You's, you you've named some players there. You're thinking, okay, what am I? Four, fifth, sixth down the list. This club don't really want me. Um, you're yeah. gonna. I think you're gonna struggle to fill that position. I look sunburnt on this screen. I'm not. I'm absolutely fuming, raging, red, blood vessels bursting. The thing is about Liverpool, right? You can't forget, right? Caicedo, Brighton. We nicked McAllister off Brighton. Are they going to do us any favours? They probably used us to get some proper money at Chelsea, used us as a pawn. Um, and also Southampton. Look at Southampton. How many players have we nicked off them? Obviously, a few of them didn't uh, work in Southampton's favour, like Dejan Lovren. Adam Lallana didn't pull up any trees, but Virgil van Dijk, Sadio Mane, Southampton, we haven't got a great relationship with them. So they would be adverse to selling to Liverpool without a shadow of a doubt. I cannot help thinking now that Chelsea are signing Lavia just to piss us off, Trav. Is that stupid? I think think the biggest thing that comes out of this scenario when when I review it all in my head is that Liverpool just don't pay big enough wages for top players. Do you know what I mean? Like you're putting in bids for players to clubs and they're being accepted, but you just can't get the deals over the line. That is a worry. So it's not only does like the the fees that you're paying for players in terms of that structure need to break, your wage structure needs to break a lot higher than it is. I think you made it quite well documented that it was between Salah and Mane who you were going to give the big bucks to and you gave it to Salah. And since then, there's been a lot of players who probably just in a slightly inferior bracket to him want bigger wage increases and it's not really come and players have left and they're in and out the door. But all I can think of is obviously your link to Caicedo came really late and you, and the Lavia to Chelsea link came really late in terms of the publicity of it. No one really knew that was really coming. So to me, that suggests that both clubs were talking to both players and they took the bigger contracts. Like, yeah. it, 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 there's no other way you can put it. I wouldn't say... Let's be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. That is exactly what has happened. Money talks at the end of the day. And unless you can do your business discreetly... Uh, remember the day we signed Fabinho in 2018? 
out of nowhere, two days after the Champions League final loss to Real Madrid. No one even knew the negotiations were going on. That's how we used to operate under Michael Edwards and then for a shorter time, Julian Ward. But now we've got this George Schmadtke who apparently <laughs> lives in Ibiza. <laughs> he lives in Ibiza. Can you believe that? He's probably Ocean Beach right now. And he's got his WhatsApp on, like Chelsea are signing Romeo Laver. And he's like, hey, I had a deal. Jesus fifteen million um, euros. I thought we agreed it. <laughs> Barry Lee's in the comments. Cheers for joining us, Barry. Um, I, Barry. I take it from your comment. You're a Liverpool fan, just like me. I'm happy Lavia to join Chelsea and play domestic cup games and sign a nine-year prison sentence. <laughs> what is going on with these loopholes and eight, nine-year contracts? I mean, the thing that I don't get about that is if you sign a three hundred k a week contract on eight years. Football changes every three or four years. 250 or 300k a week might be small now. So what happens then? Do you sign another contract in three years' time for 400k a week? Like this, basically, this eight years is not worth the paper it's written on. Mm. Uh, just remember, 250 for nine years, no chance of players yet. Exactly what I just said. It's just it's crazy. But I don't know if any has watched Simon Jordan's bit on Talksport today, but he broke down the payment and FFP thing that Chelsea are going through at the minute. And the way he broke it down, it sounds corrupt, but it sounds like it makes sense. When a player's um, in a contract at a club, it doesn't matter what you paid for them uh, at a certain time. Uh, what was the... Yeah, so the, the example he gave was Kai Havertz. Bought him for 70 million. But yeah. on paper, so book price... He hadn't done that well. He was worth 25 million. So when they submit the accounts, he's worth 25 million. If you sell him to Arsenal, which they did for 70 million, the books show you've made 45 million. So they're 45 million in, in the black. And they do the same with Mason Mount. He didn't cost nothing. So his, his value on the books might have been 20 million, sold him for 60 million. They're 40 million in the black. So that's 85 million in the black. And when you listen to it, it's scary. Not it's funny. like this FFP loophole that no one is in, in control of. And it's just, it, it's a shambles. Mm. Uh, Barry says Liverpool's response should be to buy Coney and Taram and convert them into sixes. That will make a nasty defensive unit. I'll have to take your word for it, Barry. I don't know anything about both of them. Obviously, is Taram the one that gets in the France squad, Trav? Yeah, he's from Nice. He is a good player. He, he is a little bit more of a box-to-box, -box, I could say, but... I think he can adapt and do that six role. Um, I think I read quite a good thread on Liverpool, actually, in reaction to yesterday's game. And they said that Liverpool were sort of too direct in the way that they play. They've got a lot of technicians, but they just try and force the play a little bit too much. And I think if you, if you weren't going to get a six, Fabinho did bring that element. I know you thought he was finished back end of last oh. season. But I think it's criminal to get rid of someone like that without having a replacement lined up. It, you just must be kicking yourselves. As fans, you must be fuming. I can see protests coming with the way that the business has been dealt with this summer. It's it's shambolic, to say the Trav, least, to be honest. My, uh, my Liverpool mates in my famed Liverpool group that you two want to join just for laughs one day, they said, listen, the way this weekend's gone and today's gone, slap a £50 million bid in for Bino and just get him back and put it <laughs> <laughs> That is how Liverpool, bad it is. Liverpool are in the mud and we all love it. <laughs> imagine getting Fabinho back. Can Honestly, you imagine? 
Liverpool. Hey, must good be signing. Only... He's only twenty nine. Like good, great signing. <laughs> Liverpool must be the only club that spend a billion pounds and still complain <laughs> about the owner isn't pumping money into the club. <laughs> I uh, think Carmel is in Sangare as well from PSV. He's another name that you've just been linked with. Yeah, He's... I've seen that today from PSV. Uh, Carmel is in the. Chat, Carmel. I've not seen you on this channel before. Thanks so much for joining. Don't forget to smash the like and subscribe if you are new to the channel. Liverpool could now turn to Tyler Adams. That's from Paul Joyce, apparently. Tyler he Adams, he's did. got a 20 million release clause, and he was actually in the building, if reports are to be believed, having a medical with he Chelsea. It. He failed it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, his hamstring is out for four months. You're not going to sign him. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's failed a medical. I got told they shipped him out because obviously they had a second mm-hmm. thought and wanted to to beat us to Caicedo, which apparently Todd Bowley is the owner of, uh, is it something Penguins basketball team? Is that no, right? No, I'm not sure. So basically, he, he didn't want um, his, his baseball counterpart, John Henry, to get one up on him. So that's why he's gone all out for Caicedo. Um, but look, it's not for me to talk about Chelsea. I don't care about Chelsea, but do they need Lavia? Are they just no. being greedy? Yeah. I mean, what's happened yeah. to us? Like, look at Liverpool, right? We're so amateur that we didn't know we wanted Caicedo until Henderson and Fabinho left. Caicedo's an upgrade on any midfielder we've got. If you want him, get him, and then worry about who you're offloading for the next month or two. That's what we haven't done. But Chelsea, they're going to bring in Lavia, bring in Caicedo, they brought in Enzo. They'll worry about offloading your Conor Gallagher's after that. It was a publicity stunt. sandwich. It's a publicity stunt. That bid for Caicedo was all publicity. Like I said yesterday, self-preservation. Why would we do that, Trav? Think about it, because... Clubs like Southampton know now we're allegedly loaded. Yeah. So the next minute they're accepting a £60 million bid from us for Lavia. Well, then the reports are coming out they've accepted £50 million from Chelsea. (laughs) I know. But that's the thing. Any players you come in for now, they're going to know, Okay, well, Liverpool got this big money in the the pot. They were looking for 60 for Lavia, a 19-year-old kid. They were looking for 110 for Caicedo, a 21-year-old. So if you start looking at anyone like Charam or whoever, the club's going to be saying, now you're in panic mode because they're like, they they need a midfielder. We can stick another 20 on. Would you look inside the Premier League? Would you look in the Premier League and probably like try and nab one of players underneath the top six, top eight, or something like that? To be fair, El Nenny's back from injury. You know what I mean? You can do a job. Honestly, mate, my head's so gone. I need to phone uh, George Schmatka in Ibiza. Fly out there to Ocean Beach to have a a session with him. And yeah, look at the (laughs) options available to us now. But I don't know. Look, stranger things have happened. Imagine Chuameni might not want to leave Real Madrid. Stop it might, it might not be Scotty. Stop. It might not be his choice. Absolutely. He's not leaving. Not. Yeah, but it might not be his choice. You know what? The like they might need to balance the books themselves yeah. and, and say you might not want to, want to but you are leaving. He isn't leaving to go to Liverpool. Forget it. Yeah, forget I would, it. I wouldn't give yourself false hope with that one. He's he's an he's a top top player. And I'm not saying you can't get top top players, but what I'm saying is they'd be stupid to let him go. He's, a, I mean, he's only 23. He's they're struggling to get top players at the moment, aren't they? So you know. Oh, let Neil know you've got a smile on your face, but you're right. Let's say Chuameni somehow did get a, a bid accepted for him in the region of 70 to 80 million. Imagine him flying over to Ibiza for talks with George Schmack. <laughs> Here's a nice five-year contract on 100k a week. 
see how you do, Chiuameni. I know you're a France international and you're playing for the biggest club in the world, but come to Liverpool on 100k a week. And if you do all right, year two, I'll put up to 150. Like, this is just... You don't in this you don't Get Tyler Adams into Anfield right now on 20k <laughs> a week, man. I'm sick of this. Southampton must have another number six that we can just poach. Let's talk about Klopp, though. Like, where does he go from here? Because he's definitely he not... He's not been backed like how he, he should walks. have been. Let's, let's be honest. I cannot see any other outcome than Jurgen Klopp walking. I was saying in my Liverpool group chat today, he will be gone by the end of September. What do you if think he can about somehow um, get over this yeah, transfer window and, and get him hung out to dry? If he can somehow get over this and be like the way he's been hung out to dry, you haven't got any money, you can't look for this caliber of player, you can't look for that caliber of player. Oh, the next minute, oh, there's 110 million for Caicedo. He must be thinking, I can't work under these conditions. I want to know what money I've got to spend on the 1st of June. That I need to think? know that. Plus, plus player sales. That's what he hasn't known. Do you think there's been a bit of dissent in it? You obviously watch his interviews more than than I do. <clears throat> um, but the way he was talking about that Caicedo, was, it was strange. You know, mm. I, I've told you I can say this, whatever that me means. Me and like, over this, didn't we? He Trav, looked, he looked Trav's down. convinced me. Trav's he convinced me. He, he already knew. Was he? He, he already knew. He was off. Year. Yeah. There's a video, actually, that went viral yesterday. Um, and the post-match, they were interviewing um, Pochettino pitch side with all the pundits. And he was asking a question about Caicedo. And you saw Jurgen Klopp wheeling his suitcase by the interview. And then he quickly skirted round when you saw him mention Caicedo. That wasn't him, though, was it? Was it not him? No, it wasn't oh, him. I thought it was him. That was banter. It was flying around Twitter, but it weren't him. All right, okay. Who no. was watching the side of the camera when Daniel Sturridge was acting the way he was anyway? Did you see that video of him singing yeah. Usher? But more importantly, did you see Roy Keane's face? He's going <laughs> to be, he's he's gonna be deflecting to BT Sport soon. <laughs> no, it's going to go off. Um, um, true Gunners in the comments, Josh. Cheers, Josh, for, doing, Josh? for tuning in to, to drink my tears. Uh, we can't even get Caicedo. We can't even get Lavia. We're going to end up with... Well, I'll tell you what. I was going to say we're going to end up with James Ward-Prowse, but thank God he's gone to West Ham today, so you can rule that one out. I don't yeah. know where we go from here. Arsenal have got a huge squad, 35 players. Josh, True Gunnar, Neil. Surely you're going to be offloading some of them. With I'd probably even take party now, and you know my feelings of 29-year-olds, but surely Arsenal are going to be get offloading some of them. Yeah, so they're, yeah, they're trying to get quite a few off the books at the moment. Obviously, Balogun's the big money one. They're looking... To ship to Inter, but they've just um, uh, they've just done a signing today, ten million. They've signed um, Arnautovic, haven't they? So I don't know if that Kai Bosch is that Monica are in for that one. But yeah, they're looking to get rid of either on loan or a few fringe. Uh, Pepe, they just can't get rid of him. I was thinking with these when you were talking about these long term contracts. Actually, can you imagine he was on an eight nine year contract because we were trying to get around FFP and he was still on the books. Um, so yeah, there's quite a few that we're trying to probably trim six or seven. Josh just says, we've just lost Timbo of an ACL, so I'm fuming. So am I, mate. I had him in my uh, FPL team. And yeah. I've also got John Stones. I've got to ship both of them out. Um, so, yeah, I'm fuming. What a day. What a blue Monday. Um, I know. So on that one from uh, uh, True Guna, Heads have got a role at Arsenal in the medical department. I don't know what's gone on there. He's obviously gone in for a challenge in the first half. Something's happened. Now, I'm not saying it, it didn't happen there and then, but he should have been hooked at that time. The medical team so he played on. It. He played on, yeah, came he back on second half. 
Um, they give him the green light and then he's got an ACL. So probably for me, the most exciting signing we've had in preseason out of the three habits, uh, Rice and Timber slotted in the way we play. It looked like he was going to bring a lot to the team. And, you know, if it's, uh, if he's going to be out pretty much for the season. Here's my boy, my boy, Daniel's back. Chelsea fan, uh, cheers for joining yesterday morning, Daniel. Uh, let us know what you thought of the game. But yeah, Chelsea squad is getting stronger and stronger. I don't know if you've just tuned in, but uh, we've got 12 people watching. Cheers for tuning in, guys. But Chelsea are just so greedy, Daniel. They don't need Lavia. Like, just do us a favour and dip out of it. Let us have Lavia on a paltry 80k a week. Stop floating 200k under his nose. Oh, it's been a roller coaster few days, hasn't it? I mean, Chelsea fans must have just been thinking we're not going to get any of these players either because they weren't really linked with Lavia. Nobody knew about it. They're, they're doing it to spite us, Travis. They're doing what, it to spite what intention us. For what though? What? what what's the motivation? To, to wind John Henry up, to get one over <laughs> on him. But at, at this stage, who is going to play DM for us uh, next season? I feel like we should have like a, an open day casting, you know, like Pop Idol. <laughs> but defensive midfielder idol, just turn up and show us what you've got. Bring a CV with you, and uh, we'll we'll trial a few players and sign them on, giving them the, the number six shirt and eighty k a week. Yeah. Oh. It's as simple. But, like if you don't start paying big money, it's gonna get worse. And like you said, if you lose Klopp, like you're struggling already to get to attract those huge names because of the wages. So if Klopp goes, and I think. But, but Trump, don't they don't they pay big money? Their wage bill is 150 million higher than Arsenal's. They must be paying money somewhere. Yeah, that you've hit the nail on the head there, Neil. It's these fat cat directors, these the chairman, the directors. There's no way our players' wage bill is 150 million more than yours or Man United's. Like our wage bill is 366 million a year. The last accounts I looked at Arsenal paying big money on wages, though. Arsenal had a wage structure that was consistent. Yeah, yeah, theirs will be a lot higher now, especially with the size of the squad they've got. But 366 million, Trav, when we've got the smallest squad in the uh, in the league, Mm. or we have now. The thing is, like we've said before, the Glazers take out 25 million pound dividends because they're a public company, they've got to show that. No one knows what our chairman's bringing out, he might be taking a 25 million salary. John Henry, Tom Werner, they might be doing that. This is no, the only no. way to explain this 366 million. But if it, if yesterday was anything to go by, it's going to be a long, long season. And everyone knows we need a DM. So obviously, like you say, we're going to get held to ransom. But the Chelsea game yesterday, I was obviously really happy for the first 30 minutes. But as soon as it went one each, our asses just fell out. And we were lucky to get out there with a point. But you could see, especially in the second half, there was just no belief. As soon as we got into into their half or the final third, we, we had no conviction, no guile to think we're going to put you to the sword, capitalise on any mistakes. Like that pass that went to McAllister and he zipped it into Darwin Nunes and he failed to control it. it. It was exactly the Liverpool from last season. And the thing is, when you're going through these transfer windows, it affects the players as well. Van Dijk's obviously the new captain and he said a bit already, I can understand that the fans are nervous when you see big players leave, obviously Henderson, Milner, the two captains, uh, Fabinho leaving. So I can understand, but obviously we're going to, we've got to trust that we're going to bring in a few players. We're going to have a strong team. And it's like, why is he saying words like that at all? He could just stay silent. He doesn't even have to say that, but that is almost saying 
I want new players in just as much as you, and and I, I can only hope we get them. He'll be begging but, for them. I think defensively, you are a poor unit as well. Like from what I watched yesterday, I, like you can put a DM in there and it will help, but I don't think it's the total answer. Like as a unit, there's just so much wrong with Liverpool at the moment. Like you said, you're not the, the Liverpool of old. Get the ball back within seven seconds. Get it back as quickly as possible. That that's not happening now. But then you've still got this massively high line. So, I mean, Chelsea's fullbacks just had a field day yesterday. Mm -hmm. Chilwell, especially Reese James in the first half. Yeah, it was happy when Reese James went off. Andy Robertson just had the nightmare first half. It was a joke. Like I, I felt sorry for him though because he didn't have much. That's support. the thing. He's not a left centre back, is he? he yeah, he's. He's made his name with lung bursting runs down the line, being an assist monster monster with Trent. It's just, it's all gone wrong. We need a right back to release Trent in the midfield, leave Robertson as a, the, sorry guys. As the dog just heard, Lavia didn't sign. <laughs> I think that's George, George Schmadke at the front door, <laughs> asking if I want to go Ocean Beach. Um, got it. Just a just a bigger picture though. If you if we kind of talk about everybody's got the money now, etc., and um, you know, not being in Europe isn't as as big a deal as it once was. Where's the attraction to join Liverpool? Because these one. aren't these aren't really big players that you're getting knocked back by. Like, all right, Casado's had a decent what 12, 18 months. He's a young kid, twenty one. Lavia's nineteen. He's what he, he's been cutting his cross for you know, six months, that's it. I mean, they only bought him in July last year, Southampton. So it's not like you're getting turned down by your Chiuamenis or real big top players that want to go to either just Real Madrid's their only option. You're getting turned down by players from Brighton, Southampton. Um, so when you put those top clubs in, in, in order, what's the draw for Liverpool? That's the bigger thing for me, I think. It was, it was Jurgen Klopp, Neil. It was Jurgen Klopp. And this is the thing, when we say that FSG have, have allowed the, the squad to age, the team to age, the team to decay, in 2018 to 2020, any player on this planet would have joined Liverpool to work under Jurgen Klopp. Now what they've witnessed in the last three years of the team decaying, not getting invested in, it's a bit like, I need more than just Jurgen Klopp. I need to know, A, I'm getting paid. Like you say, the transfer fees have moved on. 100 million plus for any established midfielder that has got a good reputation. But with that comes 300k a week or maybe 250, 200 minimum. Liverpool are still in the market to sign players on 100, 120k a week. See how you do for a year or two. I can guarantee Sabosle is on no more than 120k. And that's the problem. And that's how it was flawed going in for Caicedo. Oh, we're going to pretend we're playing with the big boys, 100 million bid. There's no way we were paying a hundred million pound caliber player wages. Absolutely no way. I'm going to throttle that dog. Um, yeah, and, and that's the thing. There is no attraction now because you can you can do like the romantic side, Jurgen Klopp, and we're Liverpool six European cups. But players also want paid now. That's the sad uh, sad fact about it. So our attraction is very limited. But where, where, where are you throwing all of this at the owners? And I get like that. Let me first, just, like, sorry, guys, you talk one sec. Let me yeah. Go on. What's poor dog. Name? The poor dog, man. Scotty thinks it was part of the negotiation. <laughs> he thought the dog was doing the dealing. 
Um, <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool are—they're all over the place. I want Scott to come back because I want to ask him a question on uh, on Jurgen um, yeah. Klopp. Uh, yeah, I wanted you to come back because I wanted to ask a question on Jurgen Klopp because it's easy when you're in these positions to start blaming the owners and calling those out. But if you look at it with objective eyes on, Klopp's had over a billion pounds to spend. You've just put in bids. You've put in bids potentially <laughs> close on to three hundred million pounds this window. Yeah, you've already spent a hundred million. You put a hundred million in for Casado, another sixty for Lavia. That's close on three hundred million, right? Plus the fact of the amount of money that you've got. You've got you're the most expensive keeper in the world at the time playing in goal. You've got you know Virgil Van Dijk seventy five million at centre back. You've got Savoski sixty million. You've got Nunes seventy five million. You've got you know I can just keep going on and on and on. The amount of money that you've spent. Where does this start sitting at the door of the manager? Because you're saying all right, we've got these older players, but the cycle should have gone a couple of years ago. Hendo should have gone a couple of years ago. Fabinho probably should have gone. Ox should definitely have gone. Cater should have gone. There should have already been a refreshment. This Klopp, Liverpool reloaded that he's excited about. I mean, he reloaded with a couple of blanks from what I've seen in the Chelsea game. <laughs> Where does this start sitting that actually the manager and the close relationship that he's got with the players, because he did the same when he was over in Germany, when he got to this seven-year cycle, has he not pressed and moved and tried to move the squad on and freshen up what's happened? Neil. <laughs> that's that's that, that's a question that needs to be asked. Jurgen Klopp has spent the end of his cycle. Jurgen Klopp has spent about three hundred million net in his. Don't give me net. Here. Don't give me. Don't give me net. No, listen, Jordan, listen. I ain't gonna... Jordan eyed for forty million. He spent a billion pounds. He's can you just put in... can you take someone off the stream, Trav, while they're talking? <laughs> He's just. This is just. Neil, please, honestly, facts. please, honestly. Cash. I was worried you might say something like that, and it's ridiculous. All right. He was spending. Eric Ten Hag has spent. Eric Ten Hag spent more forget in 14 Tate, months forget Ten Hag, than, than Jurgen Klopp has in eight years. All right? No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. Yes, he has. He forget, has. Net, forget net spend, okay? We're talking oh. money spent. He spent is... £150 million on a centre-half and a keeper when £75 million wasn't even a thing. It was not the market we're in now. You wouldn't buy a keeper now for £75 million. Yeah. The, he hasn't refreshed the squad at the right time. He's gone past the cycle. That's the problem. So you've got this Liverpool 2.0 reloaded that he did in his matchday programme. So you know, no, where does the blame start about, falling on Klopp? Genuinely, his, yeah. It's, but it's not just Klopp as well. Like I'm elaborating on Neil's point a little bit. Forget the spec. Michael Edwards leaving, you, you just don't underestimate how big that is. Like Whether Liverpool are on a net spend budget or not, whatever budget you want to call it, Without somebody steering the ship, mate, like the manager, it's not the manager's job. The manager's there to coach and manage the squad. It's not their job to scout players, look for players, negotiate deals, negotiate contracts, none of that. Like, it's down to the infrastructure that Liverpool have had. That's a major, been a major part of their success. And with Michael Edwards leaving, I think it's left a gaping hole in Liverpool's infrastructure. And you can see the players that they've been sort of going after the transfer, like, targets, it's been scattergun, it's been so reactive. Like you said, normally Liverpool are so smooth and methodical with what they do, and it's no longer that anymore, and they've dipped into an area of unknown. I think it sums it up with this George Shamak. He's on a, what is he on, a one-month 
deal or something. He's not even he's not even at the club for a long time. Like he's on the agency. They panicked. They panicked. They panicked. The, the new Michael Edwards was leaving. They couldn't get in the proper sporting director. They didn't know how long Klopp was going to be at the club for. So they've got a stopgap, and that sticking right. poster has failed. Right, listen, Travis, what you're saying is absolutely correct. Yeah, and this transfer window is showing up more than ever this george schmatke on his three-month deal is absolutely he won't even care about the long-term future of liverpool or the vision like michael edwards did or julian ward did for a short while so you're absolutely right there okay so that's mistake number one. Second of all neil i cannot ha engage in a conversation with you where net spend of 300 million is the same as net spend of up 1 billion. I can't entertain it. So I just it's want to the, park is, it there. No, no, no. It's listen, the listen, same, listen. You sell Jordan I for oh 40 million. Doesn't mean oh, you haven't spent money. Let me answer. Let me, let me answer. Let me, I'll just let you both talk. You let me think answer. George Shamak's worse than Ranyuk. <laughs> <laughs> right, listen. Listen, we've got 14 people yeah. watching. All right. And I think, yeah, um, I think they're all got <laughs> Sorry, popcorn waiting for us to argue. All right. Listen. A billion pound net spend is not the same as 300 million. However, because we've only spent 300 million net, okay, the margin for error for Jurgen Klopp is tiny. He has to get all these signings bang on. Yes, we traded Coutinho for a 75 million pound defender and a 75 million pound goalkeeper. Great trade. Now, both of them worked out fantastically well. Still in the team now. Great. OK, but whenever we make a big purchase, supposedly this summer is a big purchase to Liverpool. Last season, it was Darwin Nunes was the big purchase, 70 million. OK, Jurgen Klopp's got this tiny, tiny margin for error where someone like Darwin Nunes, yes, he could cost Jurgen Klopp his job. OK, because if he's a flop, then he's going to set us back two or three years. And I think he is a flop. I've already put it on, on record in the podcast uh, yesterday or, or midweek. Darwin Nunes is not going to make it at Liverpool. He no, is going to be shipped out and probably, hopefully, moved on for half the price we paid for him. And that's the kind of thing that Jurgen Klopp, he cannot absorb it. He cannot just go and spend another 75 million on a different player. Uh, like Man United let Pogba go for free, like Arsenal are about to let Pepe go for Leeds and just spend another 650 million in the last three years. We just ain't got it. We cannot do it. We cannot absorb mistakes like Arsenal, Man City, Man United. And that is where Jurgen Klopp, people look at him and be like, oh, he's got to start taking the blame. He's going to lose his job soon. I'm not in that camp at all. The only way he leaves Liverpool to me is he walks because he cannot work under these strict conditions again. We needed a 200 million pound rebuild. Okay. That's 200 million, maybe on three centre mids. If Fabinho and Henderson leave, to me, that just gives us 250 million to spend. Right now, as we're speaking, we've got a net spend of 40 million yet again for like the eighth summer in a row. And it is an absolute travesty. Where this uh, 111 million for Caicedo was coming from, I've got no idea. I was happy if it happened, but it hasn't happened. And, and that's it. It wasn't um, coming. And so, but, but on no. that perspective, though, Scott, it still goes back to my point. Because. Yes, Jurgen Klopp, this, yeah. This, if, if you think you should be sacked for, no, for signing Darwin Nunes, then there's yeah, not a lot to say. Darwin Nunes, it has been a flop, and Jurgen Klopp was part of signing him. So, yeah, in that, but, in that way, yeah. But also, this refresh needed to happen. We spoke about it before this potty started. He hasn't got the ago. money to do it. Right. No, I'm no, jumping no, in the comments. Predicted uh, one each. We definitely had second half. Should have seen a goal, but didn't lose. Uh, I'm well happy with the 
the one each, to be honest, especially the way that second half went. Uh, James and Chilwell link up. Pot has clearly been working on the Chelsea team. Oh, Pochettino, I see us going far. Uh, Barry agreed. I'm not sure what you agreed about. Hopefully not what Neil was saying anyway, Barry. <laughs> we're surprised no. to not see Mudrick start though. Yeah, me too. I had him down for man of the match and he didn't even start. Uh, oh, they've gone to Chelsea because money, of yeah. the money. Absolutely. And all players do now. All players do. Not even Man United can compete with Chelsea when it comes to wages. And that's the thing. Chelsea, um, Man City, Newcastle are just edging up and up and up. Man United will always pay big wages. Maybe not the 300k that we're talking to get Caicedo or Bellingham apparently is on 400k in uh, Real Madrid. Uh, no, you're wrong in regards to Dortmund. Yeah, he is. I know he is. See, Barry's getting vexed with Neil as well. Uh, the best Dortmund players left to join Munich year on year. You've got it wrong on this point. Absolutely. And this I, don't, is the I, I, I still don't put Klopp, unfortunately, in that Pep Guardiola bracket. And like you said, Pep with the money and that, and he always has the resources, fair enough. But there, there must become a time where just a project just needs refreshing in. No matter how well you're doing, unless you're doing as well as Pep Guardiola, where you're winning everything every year, it's not that you want Klopp sacked and it doesn't mean he's a bad manager, but it's more from both sides of the coin and you look at it from Klopp's side and from the club side and from the fans looking at it as well. Like, how long can this keep going on? Like, we talk about Klopp having to rebuild an, another team. We're talking another three... Exactly. Why has he got to rebuild a team? Because he's had no funds to refresh it. So now it's decayed and fell apart. Like, let's rebuild it. Liverpool 2.0, as Neil called it. Where do you think Arteta would be, Neil, if he still had the purse strings when he took over three, four years ago, signing Willian on freeze? Do you think he'd be anywhere near Man City right now without spending £650 million pounds net? Net, that is. Would he be can up I, with can, Man City? Just ask me that. One, one second, on, Travis. On, Answer on, me on. that, Neil. But this is where you, you're, getting a little, you're getting a little bit hung up on that because he took over a squad that was washed. So you're not going to sell anybody that isn't good. You just got to get people off off the books and as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's fine. Had. Okay, so you got rid of Aubameyang, got rid of uh, so that's fine. Yeah, we we get yeah. got rid of Milner. Got yeah. Okay, so go on and carry yeah. on. Would he be anywhere near Man City without 650 million net in the last three years? Would he be anywhere near Man City if he didn't see? This is my, my main question I was asking. Has Klopp missed the boat and not seen that the squad needed refreshing at the time? Was there a bit too much of a hangover <laughs> from the Champions League and not gone? Do you know what? I'm on this project. So if we're saying he's got this project where he has to make money to bring players in, did he not think, right, last season, Henderson should have gone last summer while I could have got big money for him? Whoever else should have gone last summer when I could have got, should have shipped out Ox then and got 25, 30 million from him. Should I have shipped out Cater and started my rebuild, generated 150 million? Yes or no is my question. The answer is yes. So I'll make it easy for you. He's done this rebuild a little bit too late. And that's the problem. Now you've got lots of spaces to fill instead of one or two. And that's why you're in the position you're in. Panic we could not get money. We could not place. get money for Cater or Ox. They're always injured. Every summer they're injured. They were worthless in terms of a transfer fee. Henderson's thirty-three years old. We were getting nothing for him. Listen, if you can sell Jordan, you can sell Jordan Ive for money, you could have got money for Ox or Henderson. But either, either way, ten million here, twenty million there for Ox Cater. This is like a drop in the ocean of what we're talking about. Six hundred and fifty million pounds net. This is the weird thing about it. As an Arsenal fan, you must be sat there thinking, I love Stan Kroenke. I'd, I want to get down on my knees and be piping him off. 
He's the best thing to happen to me in the last three years. That's what you should be doing. I tell you the, the, it's like you're sat there saying, Stan Kroenke's the same as FSG. You know, Arteta got 80 million for Aubameyang and, and 90 million for Ertz. So no, he didn't. They left for freeze. And Kroenke was like, there's 650 million pounds to build a side over the next three years. Jürgen Klopp, right, in comparison, was like, there's 90 million pounds over the last three years. How can you think that 90 million is the same as 650 you, million? You've already, you've already spent 100 million this summer with 150 million in the bidding. So I don't know where you're getting 90 from. This is where Liverpool fans get it twisted. Klopp has spent, forget your net, a billion pounds since he's been there. It's not like he's been having on purse strings. Uh, John Solzin, how you doing, John? Cheers for joining <laughs> joining the debate a bit more. Let me know in the comments. Uh, maybe they just want to play for Chelsea and not Liverpool. Every player in the world doesn't have a dream of playing for Liverpool. Try finding players that do. Yeah, I can't yeah, well, more, mate. Yeah, well, uh, but obviously, 300k a week helps. And Liverpool, yeah, we're in the mud. We're, we're looking for bargain basement transfer fees and bargain basement contracts of 120k and, a week. And long Max. may it continue. Long yeah. may it continue. <laughs> Well, it don't matter to you, does it, Neil? Because it's all yeah. pie in the sky. It's all net spend. It's like, whether it's 300k a week or 100k a week, it's all the same. Look, we got two of the best keepers in the world joining just because we can, Scotty. You know what I mean? Just, for, <laughs> just, for, just to see if it works. Uh, Daniel says, if you don't give the manager the resources, he can't do much. I would like to see how Pep would perform in Liverpool. Not knocking Pep. Uh, just would he be as good? Travis, that is a, a point for you because obviously you keep saying that Klopp is not in Pep's league, Okay. And all I've ever said is we'll never know. We'll never know because you will never have Pep with a net spend of 30 million a year. So until he does, or maybe they swap seats, um, we'll, we'll just never know. It's not a level playing field. This is Pep's coming to a Formula One uh, Grand Prix race in a mini Metro. That's what, what I'm trying to say. Pep's in an F1 car and now so is Arteta. And you're basically sat there, Neil, like, why doesn't he trade in the Mini Metro, though, and get a McLaren F1, Scott? And I'm like, he hasn't got the money, Neil. Oh, but he could have sold the Mini Metro back in 1982 when it was worth, like, more. And I'm like, but it, it doesn't matter. If you, look at, if you look at the Champions League last year, yeah, Man City played Real Madrid in the semi-final. Real Madrid had probably got the best individuals you could ever dream of a team having in all positions. Man City slapping them. Like the buying Nathan Aki for 20 million, a Kanji for 25 million. Like, like you can't, you can't, like, I'm not saying he doesn't have resources. That's not what I'm saying. But the level of coaching and the way he improves individuals, regardless of what they spend. We've seen big managers go to football clubs and spend packets. Chelsea had three managers last year. They've spent a billion since Bowley's come in. Do you know what I mean? You can't talk about it just being about money. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, of course it's not. Of course it's not. And I don't ever want to get it twisted like that, yeah. Trav. Because obviously Liverpool have picked up loads of bargains, like Andy Robertson, eight million. You yeah. know, they're out there. Yeah. Um, you know, Neil's picking up Cedric Suarez. Do you know what I mean? You know, the, the little nuggets are out there. The little little <laughs> bargains are out there. And uh, I had to laugh when you said that you try to sell Cedric for five million. I'm thinking you signed him on a free. I think City's That's in what we do. We just see what we can get for who we get. And if not, Cronky will give us the money anyway. So it's uh, nay bother, as they say in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Their infrastructure as well, City. It's yeah, it's, look, the, the it's right perfect. The loans yeah. as well, they do like they they loan Foden and bring him back in. Like Cole Palmer's the next one coming through, he looks a star. Anyone, Rico Lewis, do you know what I mean? These are all at the academy. Like, no other club's doing what they're doing, they're just 
every, every they're just evolving so quickly and they're so far ahead of the game like and Pep obviously will get the most credit but what they're doing behind the scenes City I just don't know what they're doing they're selling youth youth team players for like 25 million and stuff it's a joke like I just don't know how they're doing it like everyone must be so envious of what they've got like I'm jealous of them I, I must admit as a Man U fan it hurts to see them doing what they're doing just trebles like you wouldn't bet against them winning a couple of trophies this year again do you know what I mean like who Who's going to touch them? Scary. He was not jealous of them because they're spending more than Man City. Um, but that's a separate conversation. Neil, off the back of obviously this net spend debate we've just had, uh, and getting serious, back to seriousness, if Klopp walked in September, like I'm predicting he, he potentially could, what would be your thoughts there? Would you uh, Would you then, I presume you think he's a bit of a crybaby. He spent a billion pounds, as you're saying, in eight years, which he hasn't. Or would you? could you see my side of it a bit and be like, you know, he's a top-level manager and you cannot give him 30, 40 million net for the last five seasons and expect him to be up there. He's a dead man walking, basically. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I can't see him... I can't see him leaving this year. Uh, maybe at the end of this summer, he might move on because the project's gone as far as he can go. But he's going to have to... If he's stepping away from Liverpool, it's going to have to be somebody like Madrid... I mean, they change their managers quite frequently coming in for him. So I could see potentially this being his last year at the club, regardless of how well you do this season. Because I think there's enough that's gone on behind the scenes, on the pitch, you know, the evolution of football, things are changing. Um, where he sees the club in the next five, six, seven, eight years that he might say, do you know what? I don't want to taint my legacy. Um, and it might be time for him to go. Absolutely. I don't think we'll sack him. One, you can't afford to, and the club won't pay his, you know, any kind of money for him to go. But I just think, unless he comes out and starts... That's why I was asking the question about his interview. Is that him having a dig at the club? Because unless he starts coming out and he's publicly um, distancing himself from the manager, the owners, then it's only ever going to be on his terms. Yeah. Travis, uh, Daniel just made a good point. If Klopp is gone, who's, who's left to fill his place? We all know who would fill his place, Daniel. It'd be Steven Gerrard and it would be wrong. How low could we drop Travis seriously now? Take your Man United head off and just put on your impartial football fan head. Yeah. How far could we drop on 30 million net spend, which is probably the lowest in the league? We've got teams like Bournemouth and Brentford outspending us, Aston Villa outspending us. How low could we get without the right manager like Klopp to oh, protect the owners, as Gary Neville has put it? 30 million net with Steven Gerrard, you'll be like 13th. I'm not even joking. Like that, no, that, no. that could bury you. Gerrard's terrible. You don't want to be getting Gerrard. There's plenty of young up-and-coming managers like your Deserbies and stuff that could go into Liverpool and just bring some fresh ideas. At the end of the day, like you've been competing for the competing for the league. If you're gonna keep like spending in the way that you're gonna spend where Obviously, you think it's a sort of like sell to buy, like you bought in a Nunes, but you sold like Marnes and stuff to sort of recoup some of that back. There'll be managers that will want that challenge. And like I said, it's never been about Klopp being dead or dusted or finished. He's not. I think he's finished at Liverpool. And I said this last year. I think it's just come to the end of his time now, end of his cycle. He's burnt out, doing things in the way he's trying to do things. And he's like getting new players in. And if those new players come in and they don't work, what effects that going to have on the dressing room? Someone like Nunes must hate his guts. Do you know what I mean? Like, he must hate him. Bought for 85 million as a centre forward. First season, he plays 15 games on the left wing and then he's benched. Like, what? 
Do you know what I mean? After just bagging 30 goals in Portugal, what must his head his head must be all over the shop. I bet he wants to leave already. Do you know what I mean? I would want to leave. So, like, yeah. all it takes is that sob sober side to not hit the ground running and a couple of others. And then all of a sudden, like the dressing room and, and the tide starts turning. I think he could go by Christmas. I really do. I think, it, it would, like you said, it'd probably be a mutual thing. I don't think it'd be a sacking. It might be just like he leaves in, in like around Christmas time and somebody else comes in. I do agree with you, with your outcome anyway. Yeah. But not for the same reasons. I know you, you kind of hint towards Jurgen Klopp. He must be exhausted. He hasn't got the fight or the desire to build another side. I, I think he has. I think he's just going to be frustrated after eight years of trying to turn water into wine. The wells run dry. We've got no assets to sell. Like, you know, if we could, to me, if we could have sold a Luis Diaz for 100 million and brought in Lavia and another 50 million player, that's the type of business we'd done in 2016, 2017 that allowed him to shape his side to bring in Allison, to bring in Fabinho, to bring in Van Dyke. As you've said, and I'm sure Skip said it on Twitter as well, we've got no saleable assets anymore. Apart from that front five, we've got these front five players who are all top draw. Nunes, like we've just said, is comfortably fifth in that pecking order. Jota's ahead of him. Diaz ahead of him. Obviously, then you've got Gakpo, Salah, uh, Diaz. But but if you ask the question the opposite way around as well, like let's say Klopp left tomorrow... He would obviously get a club, but would the top echelons of uh, of the clubs be after him, like Man City, Real Madrid? Like, do you think Real Madrid would sack Ancelotti to employ Klopp? I I, I think the jury's out on that. I don't think that's a one hundred percent guarantee. I don't. Man City definitely aren't sacking Pep. So then, who's left? He's obviously not going to join Man United because of the rivalry. Where else would he actually go? Like PSG doesn't suit him. I don't think. So what what clubs do you think would would definitely entertain Jurgen Klopp. Not nothing against his managerial quality, but I'm just saying we go on like he's in Pep's bracket. But if Pep left Man City, every club in world football would sack the manager for him. I don't think you could say the same thing about Jurgen Klopp. Uh, we'll just have to agree to disagree there. Obviously, I, I hold Jurgen Klopp right up there, and this is where I feel not bitter. I feel sad for him. That you rival fans are obviously saying, you know, has he lost his edge? Did he get lucky with Van Dijk, Allison, uh, the front three? He signed Mane and Salah, but Firmino was already there. This is what I'm saying. FSG and their lack of funds are tarnishing his reputation. This is a myth that he's not in a top, top bracket of world managers. It's a myth. But there's only one way we're going to find, find that out. Either FSG stump up and start backing him to the tune of somewhere 100 to 200 million net every summer for the next two or three years to build a second Liverpool side or Klopp leaves and gets another top flight job and smashes it again. They're the only two outcomes. If he stays here on 30 million net for the next two or three years, whatever his contract is, we're all on a hide into nothing because this is impossible now. Absolutely impossible. Right, yeah. lads, it's been emotional. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, where's Neil gone? Uh, I'm not sure where we were going with that net spend debate, trying to convince me that 200 mil no, no, no. net is the same as 30 million net. But I'm glad we got through it. Uh, we picked it up <laughs> about 24 people watching. Really appreciate that, guys. There's still 19 watching now. Um, if you 
are new to the channel, don't forget to like and subscribe. Me and my co-host here, Travis, will be back at 9pm for the second half of Man United versus Wolves for our watch-along second half and uh, see how Man United get on in their first game. I hope you can join us then and tune in. And um, yeah, Travis, thanks for Thank helping you. me out in this dark hour dark hour yeah, of being you needed rejected rejected for the second time in like 72 hours this is painful uh but anyway up the reds and um, we'll see you tonight for man united versus wolves cheers guys cool. peace what a headshot what